It's that time of the week where we learn something. It's what we like to do. We go to back to school at this time every week with Dr. Carl Krasinicki, the author of 47 books. Dr. Carl's little book of climate change science is the one he'd like you to look at at the moment. He's working on another book now, and we'll talk about that when it's ready. But he's on the phone now from a secret location, six hours north of Sydney. And you said to me, don't mention exactly where we are because we don't want people here. But you are at a holiday place in a yeah, national park, and, no, yeah. and I'd never heard of it. Can I, can I tell people where you are or not? No, no, they don't want to come. But I've never heard. Anyway, are you having a good time? It's wonderful. Uh, play tennis in the morning from 6.30 to 7 and then jump in the ocean and then take care of the babies and the grand nieces and all that sort of stuff and then a bit more ocean, a bit more babies. It's a lot of fun. Well, I can't... He doesn't, he doesn't want me to tell you where he is, but he's north of Sydney in a national park, beautiful beach, and uh, there's a bowling club. So there we go. That's all I'm going to say. Dr. Carl Krasinicki, I know that you worked up this morning about incorrect claims that over 1,700 athletes around the world have died immediately after getting a COVID vaccine. Mm. And the list includes numerous people known to have died from causes other than cardiac arrests. And that includes the soccer legend Pelé, who died in December, aged 81. And he had been battling colon cancer. Who is spreading these rumours? Uh, and what's their agenda, do you think? Uh, the agenda is to cast doubt about COVID, the virus and the vaccines. And so I've had one of the people talk to me and say, look, there's no such thing as a disease called COVID. Uh, it's just a bad flu. And there's no such thing as a virus. Nobody's ever mapped the virus. And in the same conversation, within a minute, he says, and the virus was invented by the CIA, the USA, Venezuela and China to try to kill the world population. So in the same conversation, he says, there is no special virus that causes COVID, and the, but, but the virus was invented by bad people to try and kill people. Yeah. This person that you were talking to, is this person a politician? No, no, no. They're just somebody who's gradually gone right. down the rabbit hole. They, they started off denying climate science. And then I knew that there were things were getting weird. But I had a conversation with them about Princess Diana. Right. And what was in that? The same, in the same conversation, they said these two different things. First, that Princess Diana was deliberately assassinated by mm. the British royal family. Yep. And two, she's not dead. <laughs> and he said both things in the same sentence. Mm. And I tried to point out that there's a bit of a disconnect there. There's a bit of an internal paradox. How can she be both dead and not dead? And he said, that's what they want you to believe. Mm. And any time I said, but you said that she's dead and you said that she's not dead, he said, yeah, that's what they want you to believe, isn't it? And I said, what's the word that... Anyway, uh, at the moment, he's now into the firmament theory, um, and he, he's right on with the whole COVID thing. And there's somebody doing a tour of Australia trying to claim that uh, the COVID vaccines have killed athletes all across the world, and there's a big cover-up to, to cover up how many people have really been killed. Yeah, this is the Palmer Party, and they've brought certain people out from the United States who believe this that have, all, by the way, been absolutely discredited by nearly every medical association on the planet. It is politically motivated. I don't know why. So what's your message this morning? 
It's it's a it's a Clive Palmer tour. Yeah, well, uh, it's, it's incorrect. So what this guy McCulloch did was he wrote a letter to a peer-reviewed journal. Now, let's just sort of talk about scientific credibility. Peer-reviewed journals have got two sections. One is where they have the peer-reviewed articles, and they're really hard to get in, and you have to have them tested 15 ways from breakfast. And then there's a letter to the editor. And a typical editor might, get, a typical letter might go like this. Hi, uh, I'm Dr. Luke. I live at Wollongong. Uh, a lead plant is set up just down the road on the river here, and I've just noticed uh, a few cases of young men turning blue and their hair has started to grow really long and they're beginning to look like re- like lizards, um, signed Dr. Luke. And then that's a letter. And people say, oh, yeah, I'll come across that. Or they say, mm. I haven't. You're just crazy. So what he's done is he's written a letter to a peer-reviewed journal mm. and in it he tried to compare apples and oranges. So on one hand, we... Now, okay, here's a bit of background. You would tend to think that young athletes who are really pushing hard and working hard, mm. they are at the peak of their form and very unlikely to come down with infectious diseases. Would uh, you think that? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I know that elite, elite athletes that are at the peak of their form, their immune systems are often very fragile. Dead right. And so they're scared to blazes in the Olympic villages that anybody comes in with a cold. Mm-hmm. So these people are pushing their bodies so hard that their immune system has gone to lunch, but they don't care so long as they can do the basketball, the running, mm-hmm. the canoeing, the jumping for that one day, and then everything mm-hmm. else just fades into the background. So the um, people are saying, uh, these analysts are saying, well, athletes are really tough and they're dying like crazy. Firstly, they're not that tough. When they're at the peak of their form, they're really fragile. So McCulloch compared two things. One was a study of athletes aged under 35 who had died from a sudden, we don't know what, on the playing field. And they had all been, they all had an autopsy, had been carefully examined, and they found that looking at these people, that um, 90% had died of something bad with regard to the heart, 30%, no, 50%, one half had some previously unknown abnormality of the heart that only showed up when they really pushed themselves, and 10% had early onset atherosclerosis. So even though they were in their 20s, they had the blood vessels of a 70-year-old who'd eaten wow. chips all his life, right? Wow. Yep. And then another 10% had uh, cardiomyopathy and a few other heart diseases. So 90% of them died from some sort of sudden-onset cardiac event. Um, and these are people who'd been very carefully analysed and autopsied to prove that this is what they, in fact, died of. And they were dying over this 38-year period at the rate of about 29 or 30 a year, uh, 1,101 of them died in this study that looked at a 38-year period. Yeah. And he compared that to a blog on the World Wide Web, okay. which said all these athletes have died from cancer. So Pele, who died from cancer of the colon, was counted. There was a young footballer, tragically, on the uh, Sunshine Coast who died uh, on the football field of a heart attack be- um, two weeks before the vaccines were introduced into Australia, he got counted. Mm. And then there was a kid who ended up getting run over by a train. He got counted as being 
uh, killed by the COVID vaccine. Mm. And then there was uh, two Russian athletes who drove their high sp- uh, racing car people. They drove their high speed car into an embankment caught on fire. That was counted as a COVID vaccine death. And all the way along, every death of anybody who's been in the slightest bit linked to any sort of athletic event. Suppose that when you were 18 to 25, Dr. Luke, that you'd been really good in judo and you got a yellow belt. If you then died, you were counted as a COVID death and you were counted as a top athlete. Yes, okay. And, and, and so that's what they're doing. They're counting on one, they're comparing these top athletes who died and who were autopsied and proved to have died of something with anybody who's got the slightest link to being athletic and who died even... Yeah. Before the vaccines were introduced, so, being counted as having died from the vaccine. So a lot of my listeners will say, I don't believe science, and I, I think the the uh, the moon landing is a hoax, and COVID's a hoax, and vaccines are a hoax. And I say, where did you get your information? They say, I googled it. I, I, I saw it on the internet. What's your answer to people who say that? Um, okay, c- compare two situations. On one hand, you're walking into the supermarket, and there's this uh, drunk person lying in their own vomit and they start telling you that the moon landings never happened. And on the other hand, you go to a web page, and it's beautifully typed, saying exactly the same words, but much better presented. Mm. Now, here's how it goes. What most people who are not scientists are changed by is not facts, but friendship. Mm. So if if you're my best mate, and you really reckon that this sort of car is the best sort of car to get, and that sort of barbecue is the best, I'll go along with it. Who cares what the actual tests say? The friendship is more important. Isn't that interesting? Dr. Carl, always fascinating. Folks, Dr. Carl is writing a new book. What's the new book going to be called? Well, I don't know. Go, leaf in the gutter of life on a rainy day. I don't know. What That'll do. Call it? That'll do. Uh, but maybe we could have a competition here on the night shift for the title, but you need to tell us the content. We'll do that down the track. Dr. Carl, I'm going to let you continue enjoying your lovely holiday with your family and grandchildren, and you and I yes. will talk next week. Oh, and in the next few days, don't forget to look for the comet. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I meant to say we talked about the comet last week. Now, where are we at? Uh, we're at peak viewing time across Australia. So download the green the comet. App- the Green Comet. So download the app called Planets, P-L-A-N-E-T-S, on your phone. Costs you nothing. And then in the search engine, type in the word Capella, C-A-P-E-L-L-A, and it's between Capella and Mars. So you take your phone out into the darkness, switch it on, aim it at the sky, and suddenly up pops the stars and the planets with the names. So look um, somewhere between Capella and Mars, and you've got to have binoculars. If you're lucky, you'll see a little fuzzy glob. All right. Now, I have listeners all around Australia. So where in the sky should we be looking? Uh, Between Mars and Capella to the north. To the uh, north? About 9 o'clock at night. To the north, any time now, about 9 p.m. So it'll be dark enough, the sun will have gone down, and the moon won't have risen. The trouble is each day we wait longer, it goes further away. But we might be lucky, it might flare up, it might not. Mate, you've got to be in it to win it. Just give it a go. All right. Well, we'll do, we'll, we'll do it at 9 o'clock tonight. So get that ready. And that app is unbelievable. It's like Shazam for, for planets. What's it called? Planets, P-L-A-N-E-T-S. Yep. There's another one called Star Search. They, they cost you a whole $2. But look for Capella, C-A-P-E-L-L-A, and you've got to have binoculars. Almost certainly you won't see it with a naked eye. I tried last night, too much cloud cover. Trying again tonight, left cloud cover. The Green Comet. 
It's yep. at its closest to Earth over the next couple of nights. Do it tonight and get your binoculars out. Thank you, Dr. Carl. Thank you, Dr. Luke.